2: or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio.
2: Hello, and welcome to
0: This Day in History Class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're talking about the time when the last emperor of Germany went to war with a popular new dance style. The day was November 17, 1913. German monarch Kaiser Wilhelm II forbade his officers from dancing the tango while in uniform. The new Latin American dance had captured the whole world's attention, but not everyone was a fan of its intimate, some would say erotic, dance moves. For instance, when upper-class Germans began dancing cheek-to-cheek at state dinners, Kaiser Wilhelm was disgusted he immediately denounced the tango as vulgar and began discouraging his subjects from dancing it in public. He especially disliked seeing army officers dance the tango, as he considered it a disgrace to their uniforms, and swiftly passed an imperial bill to put a stop to the practice. That may seem like an extreme reaction, and it was, but the Kaiser was hardly the only one to push back against the popular dance. All across Europe and beyond, Political and religious leaders had begun speaking out against the supposedly immoral dance. Yet despite their best efforts, the forbidden dance lived on, and 1913 ultimately became known as the Year of the Tango. The exact origins of the tango are a matter of debate, but it's generally believed to have developed in the late 19th century in the dance halls, bars, and brothels of Buenos Aires. Although Argentina was among the wealthiest nations in the world at the time, there was great inequality between the classes in the capital city. At first, the tango was strictly the province of the poor, a lively, fast, and sensual counterpart to the wealthy's prim and proper dance moves. Gradually, though, the tango began to draw the eye of the upper classes. Soon, the young and wealthy were ditching their somber ballrooms and sneaking off to the slums to sample the hot new dance craze. In the years that followed, many of Argentina's young elite began traveling to Europe to complete their education. They brought the tango with them, and pretty soon it was popping up at British tea parties and in the salons of Paris. By 1913, much of Europe's aristocracy was in the grip of what some newspapers called tango mania. And as the year went on, more and more countries around the globe fell prey to it, including Australia and the United States. Just like the dance trends of today, the tango in 1913 evoked a wide range of emotions in the public. Some were amused, some were transfixed, and some were outraged. Most of the controversy centered on the intimacy of the tango, which requires couples to press their legs and arms close against each other so as to move in unison. At the time, the tango was only the third ballroom dance in which men and women both held and faced each other. The other two were the Viennese waltz and the polka, and while they lacked the close, continuous contact of the tango, they were still met with suspicion when introduced. That's because, for the most part, social dancing in Europe had always been a very controlled and organized affair. Men and women danced in lines or squares, and physical contact was limited to loosely holding hands. You can imagine then what a stir the Tango caused when it made its way to the dignified halls of German power. By mid-November, government dignitaries and even military officers had begun hosting so-called Tango Tea Parties. It was at one such event that Kaiser Wilhelm first set eyes on the dance, and he loathed it from the start. However, according to reports from the era, the Kaiser didn't implement his crackdown until he discovered that his son and daughter-in-law had succumbed to the lure of the tango themselves. In January of 1914, the Brisbane newspaper The Queenslander addressed Germany's ban on the tango, writing, quote, The immediate cause of the Kaiser's anti-tango decree was the discovery that the German crown princess was taking lessons in the Argentine tango, the one-step, and other ultra-modern dances from an American woman who conducts a fashionable dancing school in Berlin. As there was strong reason to believe that the crown prince, who is an ardent dancer, was also interested in the tango, his parents decided to put their imperial ban on the dance for all officers of the army. The article goes on to describe how the Kaiser's disapproval set off a ripple effect in Berlin high society, with many upper-class Germans refraining from dancing the tango until all of their quote-unquote official guests had departed. In addition, some German cities imposed even tighter restrictions on the tango, such as in Halle, where the police actually hired a ballet dancer to demonstrate the tango so that officers would be able to recognize and shut it down when they saw it. With World War I just around the corner, Many Western nations found little to agree on in 1913. A mutual distaste for the tango was a rare point of crossover between government and church leaders. In England, Queen Mary and King George V banned the dance from palace functions, calling it a violation of social mores. In France, Cardinal Ahmet of Paris took a hard line against the tango, saying that Christians could not, in good conscience, take part in it. And in Italy, Pope Pius X went a step further, instructing all Roman Catholic clergy to, quote, initiate a crusade against the step which is offensive to every right minded person. His successor, Pope Benedict XV, doubled down on that sentiment a year later, declaring the tango, quote, an outrageous, indecent, heathen dance which is an assassination of family and social life. In the United States, the story was much the same. Ministers, priests, rabbis, town mayors, and even the vice president all spoke out against the moral degeneracy of the tango. Meanwhile, in Australia, cooler heads prevailed. There was no widespread panic about the tango's potential impact on morality and public decency, and most people seemed to recognize the trend for what it was. A fun, provocative dance that wasn't nearly as scandalous as other countries seem to think. One reporter said as much in a Melbourne newspaper called the Argus. In December of 1913, they wrote rather presciently that, quote, The day will come when, despite the edicts of ephemeral monarchs, the tango will be danced at all official gatherings, and people will wonder at the prudery of their ancestors and marvel at the prejudices of kings. The German crown prince and the crown princess will have to restrain themselves for a while, but someday they will have authority to order the tango to be danced at court, and even to be taught in the academies to a modern generation of young folks. That prediction was largely proven true. Despite the many public condemnations from political and religious leaders, the tango survived the First World War and became much more mainstream along the way. Its popularity faded by the end of the 1910s, but in 1921, it came roaring back thanks to some fancy footwork from Rudolph Valentino in the silent film The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Often regarded as the first true anti-war film, it became the top-grossing movie of the year and helped cement the tango's place as one of the most romantic styles of modern dance. And yes, as you'd expect, Kaiser Wilhelm reportedly hated I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.